Welcome to Dating Essentials with Eva, the Relationship Maker, where we talk about dating, relationships, and we answer your questions. Yes, as Kim Bingham is saying, this is a new day in your life, and every day is a new day in your life. So this is the second part of my interview with Adrian, and he has lots of information if you would like some help. I'm going to have also an interview with him tomorrow, and most probably you will be able to listen to it next week. And actually, we're going to put something together for you to, to see where you are at in life, how can you make the changes, and what can happen when you make the changes. I like that. Oh, my God, I was laughing at this. I'm sorry. I Two things. One of them, you said that you did a lot of, um, like, you did Miss Saigon. <laughs> and that happened. And after you did this, uh, can't remember the name of the play, but you were a Hasidi too. <laughs> oh my God. So ridiculous. <laughs> that you was know, cracking up. <laughs> do you know what Summerstock Theater is? Do you know what Summerstock is? Yes. <laughs> so Summerstock Theater is, for those people who don't know, is it's like literally like, it, it, like I would be cast for the entire season. So there's four shows happening and I get cast for the entire season. They really need me for Miss Saigon, but they can't get rid of me for the other three shows. So they have to stuff me somewhere. Yes. And so I, have, I was in Miss Saigon and then I was in a production of Ragtime, oh, yeah. which yeah. <laughs> there were no Asians in early 1900s in New York. There weren't a lot of them. And they literally were like, since there weren't that many Asians, we have to disguise you. And I was like, uh, okay. And so they put a hat on me with Hasidic Jewish curls taped to the inside of the hat. And I saw myself in the mirror. I was like, this is what the world's worst undercover agent feels like. It's like, but someone could be like, you're not Jewish. And I could be like, no, but I'm definitely not Korean. You know, like, what am I gonna say? Like, I mean, geez. <laughs> and the other one, it's like, I am just want to break it up a bit because we are talking about serious subjects. <laughs> I'm going to go back. It's when you took Michael's ashes to go and, uh, and spread it. Mm -hmm. And you, you were in the car and you said, Michael, you need some lotion. You are looking ashy today. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it at that. I said, okay, yeah. uh, I just love your sense of humor because I'm, I'm Hungarian. And we have the most morbid sense of humor. And so I can relate to everything you were saying here. Thank you. That was actually said by my friend Tuesday Thomas, who's yeah. one of my dearest friends and... She's so interesting. She wanted to get plastic surgery. So she went down to Mexico and she had her face botched. And so um, she's this, she's been, she, her face is, you know, like interesting looking, right? But she's this crazy dark lady. And she's like, oh, you think I'm a weirdo? Fine, I'm going to start a show called Freak Show. So she started a freak show. And she was like, yeah, look at me. Ha ha. And I, it's just like, I love people like that who love it. I love it. I love people who are just like, and I like that about you because, okay, like, 
I read your um, Facebook stuff, right? And like, do I agree with all of your politics? Maybe not all of it, but what I love about you is you're like, this is what I am and this is what I think and that's it. This is it. Would like it or not, this is I And I'm like, I love, that is my favorite type of people. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah. You. It took me many, many years to be able to stand for who I am. It always tried to please. But this is who I am. I have lots of friends and the people, and I'm very direct. I don't like lies. I don't like games. It's like, just tell me, no. tell me as it is. Don't no. insult my intelligence. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> then we are okay. Yeah. I love that. I love people who are just like, and it's wonderful. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That was mm -hmm. a very nice compliment. Thank you. Tell me a little bit, because we're going to go back now from a little bit more serious subject. <laughs> yeah. The EST, I have been reading about that when they uh, started doing it, actually, the FBI was quite interested. I went on and I had to research it because I didn't know yeah. anything about it. I know EFT, but EST, no. Yeah. And um, how how it relates to the mind how you use it with nlp or nlp use it differently than um than uh, the est est so i took the softer version of the est i i went and did this thing called the landmark forum are you familiar with landmark yes okay so landmark forum was born out of est oh so yeah, so it was S first and then it was Landmark. So I, I studied in Landmark and it really is about personal responsibility and really, and of course I have my thoughts on that. I don't think any program is perfect, right? Mm -hmm. So S was really like, they would like be like, you can't go to the bathroom, sit there, you can't go to the bathroom. You have to muscle your mind and blah, blah, you know, <laughs> very much nicer now, but there's that, that's kind of S, like that's the kind of like, really uh, extreme personal responsibility, extreme integrity, making sure you're on your, you know, authentic and true and saying it like it is and really taking responsibility for your life. <laughs> that is what I took away from Landmark. Neuro-linguistic programming is my specialty. So I'm a master practitioner in neuro-linguistic programming. I am so, I love coaching people with NLP. NLP is... For me, the idea that your language patterns and your thoughts create your reality. What people do is, this is so interesting, like, okay, like, so I have this pen, right? I'm holding a pen right now. This pen is black, right? So that is an objective reality. I am Aiden, objectively, that is reality. You are Eva, and that is an objective reality, right? You're in Canada, I'm in the United States. Something like, the United States is the best country in the world. That is not an objective reality. It is a subjective opinion. And what people do without knowing it is they'll take all these subjective opinions and they'll make it their reality and they live as if that is true. So someone could say the United States is the best country and they state it as fact. They cannot tell the difference anymore. So they live their life as if that is an absolute truth. If you challenge that opinion, then you are an enemy. So people create all kinds of narratives like dating women takes so much work. That is, an, that is a subjective. It's not an objective. It's actually a subject. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're funny. You should see the face Eva's making. Uh, you know, or, mm, 
I can't trust, I don't know, uh, poor people. Like, I don't know, something, something like that. Yeah. They make these things and they make it a rule. And now that is a part of their map of the world. And whatever they do will be influenced by that. And so they will live their life as if those subjective things are true. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they have millions of these, millions of these opinions that they treat like truth. What happens when you have that? Well, some of them are real and some of them are not real. And some of them, well, not real, not real reality. Some of them are helpful to you and some of them are not. So if you're a single guy wanting to date women and you have this opinion that dating women takes so much work, okay, based on your experience, you could argue that, but is that help you to get a woman? Does it? No. And if it's an opinion, do you really want to have that opinion as the truth that you have to rail against to get your woman? No. So it's about really understanding what are the beliefs that I hold and does that serve me? Do I want that to be true? What are the, and then when I coach people, I talk to them and like, what are the beliefs that they hold? Some people might be like, this is a good one. Some girl, she was like, well, I want to get, (laughs) she said she wanted to get 500,000 followers on Twitter. Great. Why? Because then I would feel safe and secure. Why? Because then if I feel safe and secure, then I could get um, enough uh, 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 confidence to go pursue a boyfriend because I want to get married. And I'm like, do you realize that you created a mental construct of things that you need to accomplish before getting what you actually want? What you actually want is the boyfriend. You don't, it, you have created a mental construct in which you have to accomplish this, then this, then this to get your end result. That's all bull. It's not real. Get rid of that and go for the boyfriend right now. Go for what you want right now. You know? So I love hearing people's map of the world and whether that serves them or doesn't serve them. Cause when they have a goal and they're frustrated, like, and they're not getting the goal, there's usually a block somewhere, some belief block a mental quagmire that's keeping them stuck from moving forward and i just think it's so interesting like i love working with people it's they they don't realize but they have a pattern that's mm-hmm. how i call it so oh. they're coming and they're saying oh um i never can get the right women it always this happens that happened that happened and i'm taking them step by step and mm-hmm. i show them it's your choice. You're choosing always the same kind of woman. That's what you're looking for. So you cannot complain that you're getting the same woman if you are not going to change the pattern. You know, I, just, I think as you become a different person, your attraction point changes. So it's kind of like, how do I say this? So it's good to ask. So say like, I always go after the same kind of guy, right? And I'm like, all right, it's good to ask, what is it that I think I will get if I get this guy? What is it about this person that I really like? And the answer might be security and comfort or whatever. They represent whatever they are. They represent security and comfort. Then to look at yourself and go, okay, that is a pull. So how do I give myself the security and comfort? When you fulfill that need, then you can actually pick what you actually want as opposed to reacting to what you feel like you're missing that you think that person will give to you, right? 
So you don't complete me. Yeah, never. You complete you, and then you can pick whatever you want, and isn't that wonderful? But I think it requires a change from within. Then, when you actually like are able to give yourself the security and comfort on a regular basis, then you can look at a woman like that and go. You know, I used to go for women like that because they used to give me security and safety, but I know that I can give myself security and safety. How about that bombshell over there? That, she looks fun. How about that? Because you're no longer trying to fulfill uh, a missing part. It's funny because sometimes it comes from childhood and it, it really goes way back. So it's really more the mind game. Like I had guys, they said, can you teach me how to pick up women? I said, yeah, I can says, okay, can, can, uh, I'm going to work with you. I said, no, I'm not going to teach you how to pick up women because you have to have, first of all, respect. I said, oh. uh, how is your house? Says, oh, I said, can you bring home a woman? Says, not, I have to do this. I said, okay, you have five days. Yeah. Clean up the shed, clean up your house. Send me a picture now and five days from now you send me the picture of the house. Yeah. And after he's like, you know what? Not that's what I expected. I said, "It's okay. Your house and your shed is clean." <laughs> you know, it's like wonderful. You know, yeah, yeah. It's it's like changing that that rigidity that they have, and and make them see that there is beauty. Making see them that they have a value because most of the time people don't have the confidence or they don't have the self esteem. But I don't even know if self esteem it's it's a it's a word at this point, but the confidence. Self-esteem is like, uh, it's so interesting because I really, okay, this is funny. I, I think you'll like it. Yeah. I'm cute. I'm really cute. I'm yes, like a you are. I'm tall. I got broad shoulders. I got these lips. Ooh, yeah. And the, and the cheekbones. I love the way I look now. I think I'm like hot, okay? And this is funny. Um, and, and I don't want your listeners to think I'm full of myself, but I kind of am anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember when I used to, I was, a, I was a big kid, I was a fat kid, a really, you know, and I was picked on a lot. Um, and up until even last year, I, I, like, I'm an actor. I'm an actor comedian as well. So I would go out for these auditions, you know, a lot. And when I would go for these auditions, they didn't know where to put me. Look a certain way, but I went in with the attitude of, I was like, oh, I'm just a quirky guy, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm cute. And so the casting directors would pick me to come in for roles where they would require, like, a guy who can, like, you know, I mean. Have you know, a presence. Have a presence and look like he could, you know, be with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, oh, oh like, Eva, hey. Um, so, <laughs> you know, selling beer. I, I got you a Corona beer. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then of uh, not Corona beer. Let's not let's not do that. How about let's not do that? <laughs> I got you Guinness. Yeah. So anyway, so then I started looking at myself and was like, it's an opinion. Yeah. Me feeling like I'm not attractive is actually an opinion. And is that an opinion that actually serves me? I don't think so. So then I started looking at the things I liked about myself, and I started kind of molding my mind in the direction of where I wanted to go because what I wanted was to feel like I was attractive what I wanted was to feel like I was sexy what I, that's what I wanted yes. I didn't feel that but that's what I wanted so and the thing is who doesn't want to be around that right mm -hmm. so I started molding a little bit a little bit and 
the response that I get from my auditions now versus a year ago, night and day, I get like callbacks. I get like jobs. I get jobs regularly for like, oh, like the good looking Asian guy or whatever. And the thing is that I didn't do that before. And the reason why is because I had a mental block that didn't actually wasn't real. And so when people look at themselves, you know, whatever, it's like, I don't have any confidence. Would you like that to be true? Do you want to be more confident? Okay. Now we have this yarn ball of string. That's all. Let's parcel it out. How are you feeling about your home? How are you feeling about you? How are you feeling about your level of, you know, do you feel empowered? Do you feel strong? So each of those things we can mold in the direction that you want to go. And it makes huge difference. It changes lives. You know this, right? Oh, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's, oh. absolutely. I find that not everything works for everybody. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read this, like go in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself. And I went and I started laughing. I said, I cannot, it's like, it's not for me. I cannot say, I love you, I love you, I love you. I know, I right? can't. So I had to find out what love does mean to me, loving myself. And well, I realized it? having a self-respect. Yeah. So uh, as, and as you, you wrote in the book that you cannot say that I'm poor, now I'm going, now I'm going to have millions. It, yeah. There is a process I'm in a process of, of getting the money. And you cannot go from zero to a million unless you really win the lottery. Yeah, but the right. same thing about confidence, about looks, people, it's very funny that people, they are never satisfied with themselves. Mm -hmm. And each person, it's very unique and beautiful. What is ugly about them, it's the personality or what they do. But such as person, uh, comes from inside yeah if you can get that outside yeah. there is not such a thing as an ugly person may i may i may i add on that this sure thing so you know how i started okay so i think that when you pick a new belief you it must be irrefutably true from where you stand yes so where i stood i was like oh i'm not attractive i actually made a statement that was irrefutably true and the statement was some people think I'm attractive because I've heard it. Yeah. That is an absolute truth that there is no arguing. There is no, you can't argue against that. Some people do. There's no arguing. And then you look for evidence for that. Mm -hmm. That becomes your new truth. Some people think it's better than I'm unattractive, right? So you tick up, you tick up a little, you go, mm -hmm. oh, some people think I'm, a lot of people think I'm attractive. Maybe I think I'm a little attractive. Oh yeah, I'm attractive, it's great. So you can tick yourself up so you can mold your reality and mold the map in your head in the direction you want it to go, right? Sure. And I also compared to what? Compared to what? I'm not attractive. Compared to what? Going to, you know, compare myself to. Yeah. Because you cannot, because you are unique. So Yeah. It's it's a beautiful thing. And yeah. I think also like what you said about like ugly people, right? Like yeah. people who are ugly. The reason I think the number one reason for that kind of happening is okay, like I think everybody has like their own unique guide. Mm -hmm. And when people feel like they are not fulfilling what they actually want, they don't know what they actually want and they're not fulfilling what they actually want. They feel frustrated mm -hmm. and they think, let me get that job. Let me get this job. Let me get that girl. Let me get the car. Like, 
as a solution to feeling a little off. And because they want that so badly, they get desperate, they get hungry, like, Arr! they get an egoic hold, like, I need to do this. I need to get that job so that, because I need to be okay. I'm not okay without that job. I need to get that girl because I'm not okay without that. And then there's this tension, this desperacy to their actions that is driven by wanting to fix something that cannot be fixed by getting that, you know? It's like expecting to have a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend wants them to make them feel good about themselves. Or, you know, it, it, that's a big job for a, in, in a relationship. That it's impossible. Impossible. Impossible, <laughs> impossible yeah. you know? Oh. So. It's, not, it's not their job to make you feel good. It's your job to make you feel good, you know? <laughs> I'm always saying that when two whole people come together, yeah. then they make a pair. You know, because you are always in a need of something. You are always looking for something. You always demand something. And you want, like, a person to be there 100%. Your friend, your lover, your confidant, your everything. One person cannot fulfill all that. Impossible. Impossible. So I, I really love that concept because, like, I love that concept because it's like... I have some friends who are great when I'm in trouble emotionally and they'll pick up the phone and they'll talk me down. Not so great at following through with coming to parties and looking at that person and going, that person's great for this situation. I'm not gonna demand that person change to fit my criteria of friend. I'll take that person exactly how they are and honor what they have to offer and what they feel comfortable doing. It takes your, all your, give you all your power back because now you're living your life as a casting director. Mm -hmm. It's like, this person is so great for, oh, he's got such muscle and loves to carry stuff. Great. Eva is an empowerment person who, you know, uh, who I love to talk about. It would be ridiculous for me to call you and go, Eva, I need to move the refrigerator. Call. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> and, right? Right. Exactly. And then, and then you're like, I, I don't want to do that. And then I go, Eva, if you were really my friend, then you would come here and move the refrigerator. That's ridiculous. You call that friend who loves moving stuff. He's right there. Call that guy. Oh, and yeah. let Eva do what she loves to do. And let that person do what they love to do. It's such a freeing way to be. It's like, I can look at this comb. I'm holding a red comb. And it's like looking at the comb. It's like, if you are going to be acceptable in my life, then you need to be a frying pan. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, no. it's a wonderful way to be. It's a very freeing. Yeah. It's, you know, every person, like I have many friends and it's the same thing as you talking. And some people I'm staying away sometimes because I know they have problems, but it's always negative. So I have to be in a mood to talk and, and right. help them. And, but the same thing with the, the friends, it depends where I'm at. And if I need something marketing or I need, uh, you know, whatever I need, or I'm, yeah. I'm really down, they are there, but I know who to call. It's like, yeah. Oh, and they're also lovely. Like, you know, amazing. Like, they are, they are, I would not change them for the world. Absolutely. I mean, don't call me to, you know, I don't know. What can I not do? I know I have these muscles. <laughs> 
but they can't really do anything. They're only for looks. It's like fake sushi in front of Japanese restaurant. It's like, looks great. Don't put it in your mouth. It's like, it's like, oh. So you can call me for anything. I'm not going to want to help move stuff. And that has to be okay. You know? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's such a freeing way to be though. Don't you think? It's just yeah. like, it's so wonderful. But it, you know, it's like, like yesterday I went for a walk and yesterday was really bad. It, uh, uh, no, the day before it was sunny and yesterday was pouring. And the day before when I went for a walk, I met these people and I said, hi, I'm walking my dog. And, uh, we had the smoke from uh, from the fire from um, from the states. So <laughs> see the sun for for at least Are two you weeks. Us? I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I am. I am. <laughs> and uh, and I said, oh my god! I said, isn't it great? We see the sun and it's, the sky. It's clean. And the guy says, yeah, but tomorrow is going to rain. <laughs> and I'm like, what's wrong with you? Finally, <laughs> it's nice, you know? <laughs> so it's really like doom and gloom people and uh, happy people. And, you know, it's great. Those are people. We need those people, too. You know what? They're great to be lawyers. Look for problems. Here's a contract. Scan through it and look, find me all the problems with this negotiation, please. I love that, great, but that's their role, right? I'm not gonna go to them and be like, do you wanna have a party? Do you wanna help me put together a party? Yeah, but like, I don't want, mm -mm. Like, you just come and eat and then you go home. That's like basically. <laughs> but you know why we need them? Because it depends where you are at, because yeah. you say, oh, thank God it's me. <laughs> you know, like, and I can enjoy the moment because that's what you have, so. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. I, you know, life is so interesting and it's very... We have all these challenges for a reason. And I don't think you would get it if you cannot solve it. And it's such a... It, it's so empowering when you come out of it and you come on the other side and you see, oh my God, I took care of this. I'm here. Isn't it? When Michael died, I'm actually happier now moment to moment than Michael was alive. And I love that man to tears. I took a tactical approach to this. I missed him terribly for, I'm, it was terrible. I, but every time I missed him, I kind of tried to stop and it didn't work all the time. Sometimes I would get carried away with my emotions and that's okay. But sometimes I would stop and be like, well, if Michael were here right now, what would he be providing for you? What do you think? And I thought about it and I'd be like, and it would be depend, depend on the position. Sometimes I'd be like, oh, security and safety. Or sometimes I'd be like, a sense of fun or excitement. And then I was like, okay, Aiden. So if Michael were here, you think that you would have comfort and safety. But Michael can't be here now. So how about, what can you do to give yourself comfort and safety without having Michael be here? And so... I almost, I almost blended with the spirit of Michael because Michael for me represented at different times that comfort and safety. And I was like, well, if he were here, he would tell me to go sit on the couch and watch a TV or something. I'm just making something up. And then I'd be like, I'm going to go sit on the couch and watch TV. What would he say? You're going to be all right. It's going to be fine, baby. I'd sit on the couch and say, it's going to be fine, baby. And I got really good at fulfilling my emotional needs that I used to have Michael fulfill for me. And now on the other end, I can feel like 
the gift of losing Michael was that what he had to provide for me emotionally, I am for the most part able to give to myself on an emotional standpoint. Of course I miss him. Of course I love him every day, but I can do that. And on the other side, it feels like he made me a better, but it's almost like I absorbed him into my spirit. And so he's always with me. Do you know what I mean? That can I weird. something? I don't know what you believe in, but Michael is with you. I hope so. He is, he is, he's in your heart. He's, how to say, when we connect with someone, it's, I don't know what you believe in and I'm not going to go there, you know, the, the <laughs> and whatever, but uh, we all have angels that take care of us. No. And I think he was there to, to guide you wherever you wanted to go. I know it's like uh, people are going to listen and says, okay, what's wrong with her? I don't care. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I, believe, I believe we all have uh, a guardian angel that looks out after us. You know something? I have a friend who um, is, a, is, a, is a medium. <laughs> right? I have some too. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe we know. Do you know Solveig McLaren? No. She's okay. I love, yeah. no, she was over there. Yeah, I met her through Michelle. Mm. Um, and um, Solveig is uh, my spiritual advisor. I talk to her every week. And she actually told me that this sounds crazy, but you know what? Who cares? We, we are who we are. Um, I, at, at, when I was talking about Michael, she said, you know what I'm getting from Michael is I'm actually like, they're letting him be one of your spirit. They're letting, allowing him to be one of your spirit guides, which they don't actually usually do. But for this time, they're, they're allowing permission. So he can join you as one of the spirit guides if you would, if you would choose to have him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I do feel him with me. I think he, and you know this painting? Mm -hmm. I'm looking at that. Yeah. Yeah, Michael found this. I keep this here and it looks like, oh, some really Art Deco kind of fancy painting, you know? Michael found this in 2015 in the garbage somewhere. Wow. And he brought it back to the house and he was like, baby, look at this. He was older, he talks like that. Yeah, baby, look at this. Like, I found this in the garbage. And I was like, oh, it looks really nice. And he's like, oh, this is, this is really nice, huh? I, I thought you'd like it. And so, I like doing these podcast interviews or, or whatever. I like having this in the background because it's almost like Michael supporting me, you know? Uh, I really enjoy it. I love it. My, uh, my interesting thing was I went to see uh, a friend of mine who also is spiritual. And as I'm sitting down, she says, Oh my God, here is a dog and says to say hello to you, say hello to you. And she didn't know about that dog. And then oh I was like, oh my God, it's not even a person, a dog. <laughs> so, yeah. So it, it was really interesting that, um, you know, like you believe or, or not, it's like she didn't know about that. And my dog is just coming in, I can hear her pause. Oh, good. Maybe it's inspired by uh, the spirit of another dog, since we're talking. Oh, uh, that dog raised her till a point. So, yeah, it's, so it's, yeah. it's a long story. You know what? I had the most fun time with you. Oh, God, you too. I, so I, loved, I loved everything. And the, your book, if anybody listening, tell us what's yeah. the name. Um, of the Art of Being Yay. 
So it's about finding your personal authentic joy so that you can be confident and empowered and strong and happy. And there are practical tools in there. And I use my life as an example. So I hope that people will find it useful. It's excellent. It's really like not many times I can sit down and read a book from cover to cover. Usually I scan things because I said, okay, I just have to have the main points. But this one, it was like, okay, I cannot put it down. (laughs) (laughs) The whole thing. It's easy. It's, it's funny. It's sad. It's funny. It's informational. It's everything that you want in a book. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I'm really looking forward to have maybe another another podcast. And in that, maybe we can stop and uh, help people with certain uh, ideas that you have. Now yeah. presented some, how to, how to help themselves. Yeah. To, um, I, um, I'm a master practitioner, so I'm certified. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, uh, it's based on whatever people want. So like if people have a certain goal, and they want to figure out a map to the quickest way to get there. So I help people identify whatever mental blocks they might have or you know, a construct that isn't helping them or a narrative or something like that. And just kind of taking a look within and getting what, getting what people want and lining up with what's actually important. So I love it. Talk and just wait a moment. You talk and I'm coming back. Hold on. Okay. All right. <laughs> Am I, should, should I keep talking? <laughs> I think this part is going to get edited out, but she's uh, actually going to get something. Oh, there she is. Hello. I had this for a long time. Uh-huh. It's an LP. Oh, great. Yes. And I have this. And guess what? What? I never realized that has the, the QR codes. Oh, it has QR codes too. Okay, yes. Great. And I can go every, every end of the, of the chapter. I can go and I can uh, so use it. I Isn't didn't know it? they did that. My book also has that. I, I know, but I love listening to it. And that's why I said, NLP, let me just, I know that I have another book. So I'm looking at it and I said, oh my God, look at that. Yeah. I said, it's so I easy love it. because I loved listening to your QR code uh, messages. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, it, it was great because then you get animated and actually you're yeah. giving advice to people. So it was great. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm, I'm a funny guy. Like I'm a comedian by trade. So I love presenting these concepts in a way that's like funny. Like I, I think it, I think I'm hilarious. So <laughs> you, are, yeah. you are, you are, you can be serious. You can be hilarious and you can really hold, uh, you know, hold your, own conversation and your whole ideas and put it in front for people to understand and help them. Thank you. That's very meaningful to me. Um, if I'm going to be totally honest, it's like, you know, I, I, I've been studying NLP for 15 years, but I actually like held it to myself. I didn't make that public. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't, um, I've been doing it for myself. I didn't want anybody to know because I didn't think people, because NLP sometimes like people think it's weird. And so I kind of like didn't talk about it, but for me to come out and be very public and, you know, public about helping people and public about mm-hmm. NLP and for someone who's been in the business for so many years to say, you know, you really can hold your own with your conversation. You know, there's still a little part of me that's like, huh, I wonder if I can do this. And it, it means so much. Yeah, you absolutely can. And um, I had this book and I have been looking through it, but now reading your book and talking to you 
I'm going to tackle this big one and I'm going to do it. I'm going to go through it. Oh, woohoo! Yay! <laughs> it's a great, it's so great. I love NLP. It's, it's my life. It's like water. It's like air for me. I love it. I always believe that what you believe in, that's what happens to you and what you be your beliefs create your... Your reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So th thank you so much. And until next time, be gentle, be safe, and don't forget, there is no happiness without love. Love yourself first and love your partner. Thank you for listening. And this day, it's a new day in your life.